0: Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Voice of Crypto. This is a podcast where we talk about Web3, Metaverse, Blockchain, Crypto and everything around it. And today we have a very special guest, Nanda. Nanda is is an artist by passion and she's also an entrepreneur. And while I was talking to her about what she does, there was a list of multiple things which uh, Nanda just spoke about. So welcome Nanda to the podcast and welcome to Voice
1: of Crypto so much for inviting me to speak today. And as an introduction, my name is Nanda Kiara. I'm a contemporary fine art artist based out of London at the moment. I was, I've lived in four different continents and 16 different cities. And because of that, I am like a truly TCK, a third culture kid. And I also sort of, my art is all about change and transition, how one changes and how to work with transitions. My works are collected by traditional sort of collectors like banks, private equity houses, venture capitalists, uh, law firms and so on. So you will see a lot of my works with those collectors. And I have a big part of um, my art is the art of giving where I've donated paintings and usually towards a girl child. The last piece that I gave to charity was to Chelsea Westminster Hospital in London, in the the borough, of Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea. And I think one more thing which is uh, important to add is I was appointed by Mayor Pascal to be um, an ambassador in the borough for all the young minds. When I say young minds, we're talking about Generation A and Generation Z, to go and educate them and to tell them more about art and how art can be an important part for the future the borough basically wants to take away the traditional viewpoint, which says be a banker, be a lawyer, be an accountant, be anything, but art is not respected as much. So this was going in and explaining to stakeholders, including the teachers, the mentors, the counselors, the student counselors, the parents, and talking about art and how the art, how art can open up a new world for these young minds and something that they should definitely worked with so yeah that's a brief introduction about me thank you great great so nanda
0: a lot of people in, and in fact most of the people whom i met they get into web 3.0 by chance so what has been your story how you got into into web 3.0 and how your journey has been us?
1: so you know my journey into web 3.0 started in 2017 I used to write for a magazine. I was living in Mumbai at that time and I used to write for a magazine called G2 and I used to cover the art and culture section. So they asked me to cover the London art market and they titled it the London Art Mojo. So I did a lot of research and I, at that time, I said to them, the future of art is going to be crypto and it is going to be crypto art. At that time, there was no NFTs, um, no DNFTs, no generic, you know, NFTs wasn't used. The word that was used was crypto, and the word that was used was art. And I said, these are the seven currencies, and this is how it's going to be done. Not so much on the blockchain technology, but just the general overall, I said art would be sold in exchange for crypto. And I said, it's going to be DAI, Ethereum Classic, Bitcoin, Litecoin, the terms that they used. My magazine, however, was very conservative. They sort of, um, it's a very exclusive magazine. And on the top of the covers, they've got like the Tatas, the Ambani's, you name it, the industrialist. And they thought, oh my God, you're talking about the black market. We cannot publish this. So my three to four paragraphs were cut down and I got a two sentence into the magazine, but um, that's where my journey started into crypto since 2017. And then I moved back to the UK end of 2018 and I started my journey again. I completed a course on Web3 and um, blockchain technology. And then I sort of educated myself about NFTs and how it would work. And then I learned about tokenomics. So I completed a master's certificate and now I feel very comfortable understanding the whole technology. I'm not a tech person, but I understand the, um, the strategy behind what Web3 means. So yeah, that's my journey into Web3. Wow, so that was also
0: an accident as, as, as I predicted. A lot of people get into this by an accident.
1: <laughs> yeah, sort of accident, sort of opportunity meets a thought which I created in 2017, and now it's come to a full circle that I'm here sitting and I'm like very sort of involved in the Web3 space. So, yeah.
0: Correct, correct. So, so, Nanda, you, you are known into the NFT circles and a lot of people know and you have been doing a lot of things. So, so, what are some of the things which, which you are currently doing into the NFT markets into creating awareness about NFTs? So you rightly said a lot of people uh, didn't know what NFT is, is five years back. So, how, how is the awareness happening? In UK scenario, and since we spoke about UK, India, overall worldwide scenario, how is the awareness happening? What changes are you seeing in the mindset of people about NFTs and their people?
1: So, I think the traditional art market is very different from the NFT market. Um, in my article that I wrote, like I wrote about Sotheby's Christie's and all the galleries in Mayfair and so on. So that was very well received. But... The mindset is still very traditional. I've tried to get my traditional artists, uh, traditional collectors into the NFT space, and it hasn't really worked. And my collectors are like banks, institutions, VCs, private equity house, lawyers, global sort of based of people. But for them to accept the NFT is still not sitting completely well. So the traditional people are still not, completely happy with the NFTs. But the younger buyers, when I say younger, most probably Gen Z and millennials are much more open towards it and much more open towards receiving information and understanding it. The artists themselves, which are traditional artists, they are still taking the time to understand NFTs. And I think that touch and feel factor where you go in touch and create and feel and see is something that still needs to be addressed um, into the space. So I think there's different sects of people that are used. And as you know, only 5% of the world is using or is part of crypto Web3 space. So that's a big 8 billion population that we need to still tackle, I would say.
0: Correct, okay, correct. Okay. So, so this brings to me to my next question: And how do you explain Web three NFT to a five year old, or, or I mean, probably also if you could tell us some of the stories without taking your client's name. How have you tried to explain them, in any weird instances which which happened about them understanding okay. NFT? That will be really interesting conversation. Okay, so the first
1: uh, sort of part of your question, how do I explain to a five-year-old, I think that is a really good question. So if I was sitting with a five-year-old, I would explain to him Web3 is all about the internet. It's all about using technology. And Web1 is what your grandparents used, where they could only see the sort of screen and sort of type things, but it wasn't interactive. So it's only read mode. And then web two was where you can get uh, all your cartoons and you can sort of play your games and you can interact with them. And web two is something your mom and dad would use or your uncles and aunts would use. And then it comes to web three. So web three is the new technology where you can read and you can write. So something that your grandparents used, your parents used, but the difference is you will write and you will own your own data no one else is going to own it. So if you write a story, it is your story. And if you write a story and put it on Web3, it is going to be there permanently on the blockchain. Something that you can look back Mm -hmm. when you're 20, 21, and reflect back on what you wrote at that time. So yeah, that's the way I would explain to a five-year-old. As for explaining to the older, or not the older, but the generation that doesn't really believe in Web3, at the markets at the moment the markets are really down you know Bitcoin is down, eth is down and everyone's just got this whole concept this is rubbish. it is completely down. It is the tech boom years again and it is not going to come back. Um, so I just sort of have to take a back step sometimes explaining my art to my collectors and to my buyers, I sort of say to them, the difference now is you can own the physical piece, but you can also own the NFT and it will be there permanently. So it becomes your certificate of origin. And that is the way I've been trying to explain to them. I did get one client who said to me, You cannot put my, because they've got the physical piece. And I Mm -hmm. said to them, Can I please put my? because I own the digital right, the IP right is mine. So I said, I want to create an NFT with this. Mm -hmm. And his response was, no, you can't, it is my painting. I'm like, yes, it is your painting, but I can create an NFT of this, which is like a digital art piece. And I said to them, if I print, or if I make copies of this, and if I do limited editions, yeah, yeah, that is allowed. Okay. for you to do it, it is just interesting so that set of that set of mindset is going to take me I think it's going to take all of us some more time to come out of in my opinion okay, okay.
0: so so uh, I mean Nanda, since you talk to a lot of people who come from a traditional background whether they are artists whether they are collectors, whether they investors uh, how difficult it has been to talk to them or or how has your journey been in in last five years when you understood the power of NFTs and blockchain technology? And I'm I'm sure you you are way ahead of of these people who are still struggling to understand how difficult it is to convince them. And have you seen any cultural shift also happening in last five years? Are people starting to understand it, or they are still in in that zone saying that NFT is just a JPEG and I can just download it from internet?
1: What a big question. So, you know, I'm a traditional artist. I'm an artist first and foremost. So I like to explain everything. I like to be explained everything visually when someone explains things to me. Mm. And I sort of use the same um, technique or the same idea when I'm uh, explaining to someone else. So what I've done is I've created three galleries in the metaverse and now when they come and sit with me and they talk to me over a casual breakfast, lunch, dinner, I give them my phone and I said, please look at my art. It is in the metaverse. And then I can, they can see it naturally or they can see it on the AR view. And once they see it, they absolutely yeah. love it. So that is one of the te- techniques I use. And I do know that they find it very strange that the digital identity is going to be running around the internet and they, your identity would be anonymous, Google, Facebook, and so on will not own your data. They still don't understand that. I think the other myth that they don't understand is the challenges, meta versus meta, it's Zuckerberg, it's Facebook. <laughs> and that's sort of, that's one thing that I find very difficult. The, it is, I, I think we need to pull the fun out of the stuff that I'm doing and mm-hmm. for me, One is the creation of the metaverse, the fact that I can change the environment in my metaverse gallery, the fact that I can get them to play and interact, that has been what is sort of, I feel is something that is a very powerful tool and I try to use that as much as I can. Like I said, I'm an artist, I need to visualize things to understand things and the second I visualize it, I can explain to them this is what it is and they love the visuals. Mm -hmm. They love it, but then some of them are willing to try it. Some of them are still not willing to try it. The avatar, sort of changing your avatar, now that Facebook offers it and all the stickers are coming up and you can do it on Instagram. And so the avatars everyone's comfortable with, but there are elements people are not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Web technology, blockchain, crypto, and understanding that you're going to be your own sovereign bank. So telling them that in future, I'm going to have a Nanda dollar token or there will be your token in your name and you can sort of be your own individual bank and you can run this is still not there. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, those are a couple of the challenges um, that I think there there are out there currently. But if anyone wants to explain anything, visualize it, I can send you my metaverse gallery link to everyone, link it and open it and explain to people, this is what a metaverse gallery is. And you can change the environment over here and you can have a party of 50 people, especially if you're across the globe. If you did Zoom, then you can easily do this as well. So that for me is a very powerful tool.
0: Right, right. So, so Nanda, coming to my next question, which, which is you have been an artist and you have been uh, helping people with collectibles. Uh, uh, a lot of people understand that how a, a real uh, art becomes valuable. What makes an NFT valuable? Because as, as you said, there are a lot of people who still don't understand that you know putting a physical painting and creating NFTs, It's there are two different ways to do it. So from your point of view, what what will make an nft valuable not today probably 5 years 10 years down the line and and what is the future of of nfts which you see from completely from an art perspective not just from a utility perspective as well
1: so like i said i'm transitioning between web2 and web3 though i've launched my own nft series a beautiful mind and everyone can visit it but my metaverse gallery has got my physical pieces so i've got i've got one two i've got three different galleries that have sort of worked on and created in the metaverse and what i explained to them is the option is yours Mm. in that sense if you're still wanting the physical piece the option is yours i think the value of nft in future if anyone is looking to collect you need to look at promo the provenance who is the artist who has look at the history look at the web history and then look at the web 3 history do the two combined for you to just look at the Web3 history is when it goes downhill, I think, because there are so many people who are creating, when I say downhill, I mean, the investment would go slower up than it does. Right. Uh, so you need to combine a couple of elements to get there. The utility for me, what I've done on my pure NFTs, I've got one collection, which is a beautiful mine, which is pure NFTs, and I wanted to test the market. And the utility behind that is I give you a fixed, um, I give you a printed copy signed and dated by me. Mm-hmm. So again, it becomes personal. And once it becomes personal, that is the way you can go and buy something that you know has got value to it. You know, it makes a big difference otherwise it's like just buying a jpeg and just putting it up and not knowing enough so research the artist look at the history look at what they have achieved look at web 2 and web 3 combined don't look at just web 2 and then you can make a decision on whether the value is going to go up or not utility is part of it i know you said not not utility but utility is a big plays a big part in it so i think it's a cu- couple of things combined
0: okay okay so guys have having some great conversations and learnings from nanda if you are hearing this podcast or watching this video do watch at the end we have a lot of interesting insights coming in from from the art fraternity how art is changing nfts here so so nanda who who is your favorite nft artist except you <laughs>
1: So I do like the works of Beeple Mm -hmm. because I think he puts a lot of thought and process into creating them. I do like, in terms of physical works, I do love um, Lorenzo Quinn. He's my favorite. I really inspire towards his construction of sculptures and the way he thinks about it and relates it back to the globe sort of create to the environment and quite a conscious artist. So I do like that. And um, I love the AYC for the community they've created. I love the culture of the community. I met with, um, there was a crypto club being launched in the UK and they had had a private event at bank Mm -hmm. and AYC members were invited. And I think there were 20 of them I found it really fascinating as to how um, knowledgeable they were. They mm-hmm. were Gen Z, so somewhere between the ages of 18 and 24, 25, but they understood fine art as much as they understood NFTs because they had their one foot with Damien Hurst, one foot into BAYC, and they were savvy. They bought it like, they were savvy, but they were very conscious mm-hmm. uh, people. So I think uh, it's a combination of things that makes me like an artist or a collection of NFTs.
0: So, so Nanda, would you like to give some tips to our listeners? Uh, you know, wh- what are your top three tips of of how to be a savvy NFT investor, how to see which, which? so because I mean, currently in market, there are 1000 NFTs and a lot of them are scams. So how to find out what is the right NFT and... Please bring in your learnings from a traditional art uh, market as well. Or what are some learnings which, which you have learned during the course of your career in, in, in a Web 2.0, which can be brought directly in Web 3.0 as well. And people can, you know, I mean, so that listeners know that the kind of NFTs they are buying, they are going to actually make money out of
1: it. So, like I said, I think we need to have the um you need to do research. Then I actually, I'll change that. First and foremost, you need to see the piece and you need to fall in love with it. And if you fall in love with that piece, that is your gut instinct telling you, yes, let's look into this seriously. That is my first and foremost advice is look into the piece. And if you like it, if it speaks to you, then yes, go for it. Second point is do your research, find out about them. Everyone's got Twitter spaces, Twitter, you know, go to some Twitter spaces, follow them. When they're sort of speaking, find out a little bit about them. And once you do, and if you hear them speaking at Twitter spaces or if you hear them speaking at or doing their art and sort of describing the story that gives you a good feel about it. Visit their art again. And once you've found out your research, then go and ascertain the right price. Of course, the data is all available online on blockchain, what the pricing is, what the pricing was, what the pricing is. So look at the pricing structure as well. And also try and see, I would say try and speak to them. Though in this day and age, it's a bit of a clash because in Web3, we are trying to be anonymous and anonymity is a big, sort of uh, part of this, but there is no harm in having a connection and then sort of believing in the artist. Mm. So those are my couple of tips in terms of buying. I would also follow some big names on Twitter like Cosmo Mitici, what he's doing and what he's recommending because he is a great writer. And I would look at his art actually, I do love his art. I would look at something that speaks to you, conscious art, who is conscious of the environment, art which is generative, art which is dynamic. Do you like AI art? Do you not like, there are so many genres to, to, to choose from. So I think once you're clear in your mind and then you want to go and pick up something from the artist, that is what makes sense.
0: Understood. So, so uh, Ananda, since we are talking about NFTs, buying, we are talking about some tips. Uh, from from your point of view as an artist where do you see nfts at at this stage we are at a very initial juncture of of what nft's blockchain is uh, 10 years down the line what what changes do you see or what changes do you anticipate which will happen in the art world and how it will impact the art the economy of art as well from an nft point of view 10 years down so let's say let's say in in 2032 what what do you anticipate what do you see
1: So let me start by saying the global art market is $65 billion a year. That is a very big market. When I say global art market, it includes the traditional artists, the NFT artists, the sculptures, the installation artists, and so on. So it includes quite a few things in total. What I feel the way forward is, you will see a lot of these NFT artists who are who have just turned up and have created NFTs, they will disappear (laughs) because art market is a very serious market at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. People want to hold it, people want to appreciate it, people want to know the story behind it. So I think, I don't know how many NFTs are out there at this moment in time, but I would say a couple of million. (laughs) I think they are going to disappear. The NFT market has dropped, I know, to 4 billion. It was 12 billion at one stage. And it is or 12 12 billion, I think. I need to recheck the numbers on that. That has dropped Mm. substantially. And I think it's between 3.4 to 4. I'm not Mm. sure. Mm. So that itself shows you that a lot of it has disappeared. I think 2030, you will see only the most in terms of, collecting for NFT collectors, what you will see is artists who understand art, who have understood the story, who have created the story, who have created the art piece, who are unique, who stand out because their story stands out and because they stand out. And someone who has got the experience to combine the two. The other thing I also see in the future is all the brands that you see globally like, let's say um like jewelry brands like graph like all the big major brands when they sell you a piece of jewelry you will also have an nft which would be your proof of purchase and it will be on the blockchain forever mm-hmm. and then when the price goes up and up or when the price goes down and down you will be able to monitor it. So whenever you're looking to buy something, look for something that you can trace the history from web two going into web three and from web three, you can trace it back and you can understand how the shift in the market and how the shift in the pricing goes, how the shift in the artist goes. So today you might have 100,000 NFT artists. I think tomorrow you will have maybe 100,000 still, but it will be... More selective, more selected by the public.
0: Right. So that's a very interesting use case which you mentioned uh, about about jewelry. And the, is has this this been happening currently, or this is still underway? Uh, do you
1: know any brands who are actually doing this this kind of uh, uh, NFT I mean, launch Gucci currently? It's the biggest brand that I know that is doing it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've got a full slide on all the brands that are doing it, and it's not only Gucci. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of brands that are doing it.
0: So, so coming to uh, uh, the next question, Nanda, I mean, uh, you have uh, transitioned from a Web 2 entrepreneur to a Web 3 entrepreneur. So what are some of the tips which you would like to give people who are getting into Web 3 as an entrepreneur? What are some challenges? Three tips, again, your top three tips for an entrepreneur who wants to get started in Web
1: 3.0. <laughs> I will tell you the mistake I made. Sure, sure. And that might help. I made the mistake of assuming by reading some documents, by reading some Google search and doing everything, I understood it all. And that was a mistake I would recommend no one makes. Reading on Google, reading on internet, doing some videos and going on some courses like Skillshare and so on, That is the first step, of course, you should do, but do not assume you know it all. The technology is changing every second of the day, so much so that I, who have been sort of ardent with it for three years, I cannot keep up with it. So if I can't keep up with it, if you're new to the Web3 space, do not make that mistake because it changes and it is a lot of deep deep learning. And If anyone is interested in doing a course on Web three, mm-hmm. we offer free courses on Web three for six um, for eight weeks, and we have done yeah. twelve cohorts, and we have got over sixty thousand people in my sort of token economy that I'm working on. So please get in touch with me. If you wow, want
0: to do I that. would also like to be a part of and learn more things about it. So we'll definitely put the link also, guys. Do check yeah. out this course by Nanda. I, w-
1: I will definitely share that. So there is a couple of, uh, you need to do a course. And the reason you do a course is you understand a community. And if you do it group, I did it online on Zoom and I got my master's certificate, which was in Jan. But since January this year till now, the market has changed again. And now I'm going back and resitting some of the episodes. And I think listening to other people speak and getting the overall feel about it is very, very important. So I would highly recommend, do your research, step one, see if you like it, if you follow the technology. Step two, try and attend a course, try and attend the seminars, try and attend the conferences, try and speak to people and build a community because Web3 is all about exchanging ideas and building a community, it is not about just learning by yourself and implementing. It is not the traditional way of learning. It is an interactive way of learning. So that's my second sort of step. And the third, following from all of this, I had such FOMO, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I had really bad FOMO. And I went into it so intensely for one year that I reached a burnout, burnout point in July this year, and I came completely crashing out. So, taking care of yourself, your right. mental health, your being aware and mindful. First and foremost is to absorb the knowledge, but remember it's quite a lot. Rome wasn't conquered in a day. Right. <laughs>
0: you
1: need to sort of be ready for, you need to be ready for the work because one week in Web3 is equal to four weeks in Web2. So it's a different ball game. And with that it creates FOMO because you want to learn so much and you just want to, you don't want to stop. And I think that is something that one should be quite aware of Um, FOMO but please take care of yourself. Web3 is killing in terms of time taken. So we make sure you're okay. Once you're okay, it will come to you.
0: Right, I think I completely agree with with the last point. And I've seen a lot of people because Everybody wants to, I mean, think about that. It, it must have taken you X number of years to reach this level in Web 2.0. If you are comparing that experience that you will get within a year in Web 3, it will not happen. So yes, take care of yourself. There is also life beyond NFTs, metaverse, crypto. Do understand that you have a real life as well. So especially this happens during bull cycles because then everybody is just talking, just learning, just doing things. So probably this is the time when when we when we are in a dull market to think ponder upon what we have learned and start implementing rather than just consuming content and keep on you know uh, getting new ideas from from.
1: Absolutely, you know it is so important because when I reached the burnout point, that is when I started sort of, I stopped, I stopped everything for four weeks, and lo and behold, I am back now, and it is all coming to me all. Everything is, I'm getting rewarded now, if it makes sense, because my knowledge was there. I did the research over the education, which is important, but now it is coming back to me because I've built a solid base, but I would never recommend anyone doing that without taking care of your whole self first, so. Get it,
0: get it. So on this note, uh, let's move to the non-serious section of of this uh, interview, Nanda. So I will ask you certain questions. You will only have five seconds to answer uh, the, the questions. It's, it's called rapid fire questions. So let me know if you're ready, you just have to answer in a single word, not more than that. Shall we start? Got it, yeah, let's start. Okay, so let's start with rapid uh, fire, fire questions. NFT or Metaverse? NFTs. Bitcoin or Ethereum? Bitcoin. Any celebrity would wish would come to NFT space? George Clooney. How does your portfolio looks like?
1: My own. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite NFT? My favorite NFT is the one done by Beeple. The and... uh, one which is human. It's called human number one.
0: Okay. And your favorite artists apart from Beeple? Gerard Richter and Lorenzo Quinn. Okay. Any Pertil NFT which is stuck to your heart and you would like to buy it someday?
1: If I can afford it, human one by people, I would love to buy that.
0: And what's your best
1: artwork? I work in series, so I would have to answer that in series. And the series is called Doors. Okay. We we can talk
0: about it. I mean, I can I can move from rapid fire to to explanatory on, on this part as well.
1: So my series Doors talks about um, doors opening, doors closing. It's nothing to be f- afraid of. It's only change. I created the series in 2018, and when um, the exhibition opened, it opened in a city in um, city called Ahmedabad in India. Within the first um, three minutes, I, and I created massive pieces. There was a big gold piece and a couple of more pieces within the, within, the, within the first 20 minutes of the exhibition opening, I'd sold four pieces. Yeah. And it was like amazing. I just sort of really enjoyed it. And people really loved the meaning. And I, my, my art focuses on change and transitions. So that is what I try and capture on my canvases. And I do very large canvases. And I do political, economical, social, technological, whatever the changes there may be, or transitions that may be. And change is the one factor, which is the constant for all of us. It's something that's going to happen every day to us, or maybe once a month or every second. And that is something that we don't need to be fear uh, fearful about, you know, like changing house, moving cities, uh, kids sort of challenges. to change. Yeah, it is a permanent in our life, and this okay. painting, this series, I had eight or uh, twelve pieces. Sorry, I think, and it was just so well received because people really love the concept of not being scared of change. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow!
0: Great, great. Let's let's come back to our rapid fire. Uh, can NFTs be used as an investment? Yes. BAYC or other side? BAYC. Music NFTs or photography NFTs? Geography. Should NFT be taxed? <laughs> Who knows? In a decentralized world, no. Okay. Name your first NFT which you created and the one which you bought. Both.
1: My first NFT was, that I created was the um, a Beautiful Mind series. And the first NFT I bought was a toddler pillar.
0: Okay. One NFT area which you would like to learn more about.
1: I want to learn more about generative and dynamic NFTs. It is a new, it is a new field to me and I don't know anything about it.
0: Describe your NFT style in just one word.
1: Colorful with stories and in a series. Sorry, I can't answer that in one word. I create series, so it's going to be um, multiple editions in a series to cover the full story. That's the way I do it. (laughs) Sure, sure.
0: And which is the next NFT artwork which you would like to curate?
1: My next project I'm super excited about, and I'm working on a sustainability and a carbon removal project i have still not marketed it not launched it so i can't talk a lot about it but it is going to be very dynamic it is going to be very explosive and i'm trying to address the issues of the global warming um mindfulness poverty the deforest uh, the deforestation so those are some of the things i'm trying to include
0: great so we'll, we'll see that collection also soon guys once it is launched we'll definitely share the link on this podcast and this YouTube video as well.
1: Absolutely.
0: Hey, Nanda, so it was really nice talking to you. Any closing thoughts which you would like to, you know, give to our listeners? Also, uh, if if they want to reach out to you, where can they reach out? I'll, I'll obviously put the link of, of your collection as well as the course which you spoke about. So what are your closing thoughts? Any tips, anything which you would like to talk about?
1: Um, thank you. Thank you for that. Um My closing thoughts are, I'll first speak from an artist's perspective and then as a Web3 entrepreneur. So from an artist's perspective, if you're passionate about your work and if you've got the story right and you've researched it, nothing is going to stop you from succeeding. If you don't get there immediately, that's okay. It may take three months, it may take six months, it may take a year, it may take three years, that's okay. There is no need to rush. Web3 is new, we will all make it together. And I studied interior architecture, interior design and interior architecture as my undergrad. I would say, always go back to where your strengths are. So if your strength is different from art, that doesn't mean you can't be part of uh, NFTs and it doesn't mean you can't be part of Web3. There are lots of ways to be part of Web3, but as long as you're passionate about it, you will be fine and you will succeed. So yeah, those are some of the things from a creative perspective that I wanted to share. And in terms of being a Web3 entrepreneur or a Web3 space and approaching it, I would say attend as many conferences as you can, build your community, build your network, speak to people because it's a very new world. And generally this community is very receptive and very open and very welcoming to everyone so yes those are those are some of the few things i'd like to say on a closing note i want to say to you we have got three programs that we are running with with unit network and unit art which i'm part of i'm part of the unit art core team so we are running a program on web3 and blockchain technology and it is an online course 3 to 4 hours per week we're learning uh, we are launching a web3 venture capital accelerator course and that is again open to everyone and that is building your own token to raise your own money and that advises you on the plan creation, building your token, jurisdictions, how you should do your own DAO and how it works so please reach out and third thing is we're launching um, NFT course as well so those are the three things I am doing. Um, I'll also put a link on that if anyone wants to join, everyone's welcome to join. But all in all, just reach out to me, send me a message on Twitter a Gmail or LinkedIn or Instagram if you want to sort of, I'm on the most traditional sort of uh, social media apps. I still haven't ventured, the one thing I haven't done is I haven't ventured into the new Web3 apps. For social media like Diamond and Hive, and I believe there's 300 of them. Yeah, said yeah. You them. can't be
0: everywhere. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, Nanda. It was really a pleasure hosting you on the podcast, and thank you for your time. And we uh, really appreciate your your time which you have given to us. And all the best for your new ventures and for the courses as well.